Thank you for joining us today and welcome to the Foundation You podcast. On today's episode, we're going to discuss self-love and self-awareness. We'll be exploring the importance of embracing yourself and how self-love and self-awareness can help you lead a happier and more fulfilling, peaceful life. Before we start though, please subscribe to the show and give us a like, love, and good review so we can continue paying it forward and being there for you. First, before we get started, I'd like to introduce a Foundation U team member and co-host whenever possible, a woman who really needs no introduction once you get to know her, but she has been an educator for the last 22 years, a mom for the last 19 years, and a great friend for about the last 13 years, Miss Amar, which is basically her stage name, which means to love in Spanish, which is, by the way, very appropriate for today's show is here today to educate us and talk with us and give us her wisdom. Please say hello to our audience, Miss Amar. Hello, everyone. And it's Miss Amar. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's start with our topic for today. What is self-love? Self-love is the practice of caring for and nurturing yourself both physically and emotionally. It involves accepting and embracing all parts of yourself, including your flaws and imperfections. Self-love is not selfish or arrogant. It's about treating yourself with the same kindness and compassion that you would show a friend. Self-love has numerous benefits for your mental and physical health. It can help you feel more confident, reduce stress and anxiety, and improve your relationships. Self-love can also help you set healthy boundaries, prioritize your needs, and pursue your passions and goals. So today we have some questions that we received through email. By the way, feel free to ask us any questions at any time at foundationu at icloud.com. So, Ms. Amar, let's go through some of these questions together so we can get your thoughts on this. These questions were sent in recently to the address I just mentioned. So, first question, what does self-love mean to you and how do you practice it in your own life? Self-love to me is just putting yourself first. Basically, waking up every day and being grateful for who you are, but who are you going to be? Yeah. Today. Mm-hmm. And and the way I practice it in my life is, again, I start off with the day and, and I always say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for another day. I'm here and whole and I'm ready, you know, to conquer the day. Carpe diem. That's what I do every morning. Love it. And, um, and the way I go about practicing is start the day with breathing techniques. And I actually instill that in my own students every Monday morning. I call it Mindfulness Mondays. And we do some breathing techniques, prompt them with a question about themselves and what they enjoy about the day, what they're grateful for. Because kids need to take that time. Sometimes they're having a really difficult day throughout the weekend and or an incident has happened with their parents or their siblings. And they might come in the door with some hang-ups. So I'd like for them to clear their mind and make sure that they're good. Yeah, that's good. That's mm-hmm. good. I love that. Thank you. So what does self-love mean to me? I'm going to go more in, instead of like a student aspect towards it. I'm going to say more just being able to self-parent myself, being able to be there for myself, especially in hard times. You don't want to rely on other people for validation. So for me, I feel like self-love is just being my own best friend in that mm-hmm. sense, yes. if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Okay, so the second question is, how can someone who struggles with self-doubt 
and negative self-talk begin to cultivate self-love? What are we, what are we thinking? Um, I'm always positive. So I, that doesn't exist in my vocabulary. <laughs> it doesn't exist for you. Yeah. Negative talk to me is at the door. I'm always like, no, I can okay. deal with this. I know I can do this. And if anybody presents themselves towards me saying, well, what if, you know, plays the devil advocate? No, this is going to happen. This is going to, this is going to work. Right. Right. So I try to constantly think in the positivity of things. So you have, the, you have no couple. negative talk at all like going through your brain like nothing nothing like- well there is i mean i'm not gonna say i i never doubt myself on certain things but for the most part i try not to keep that in my mind mm-hmm. and if it does come in for one second i said stop it yeah <laughs> so you say stop it you just say stop it yeah just stop it okay that's it i'm like no Okay. This is not gonna. This is not gonna be your your mind frame right now. That's not what you're gonna put in your mind. Right. Because it does happen, especially it happens in relationships. It happens in the work that you're doing. You're constantly are checking yourself, you know, and mm-hmm. thinking, oh, is this? Am I doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. Am I saying the right thing? Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I just tell myself, stop it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Stay positive. Yep. So you like yell at your negative thoughts. Yes, pretty much. You're like, shut the beep up. Yeah. Yeah. Stop the shit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You got this. You You got this, right. You got this. Yeah. I actually, I, I think I do the same thing. I feel like, so this technique was actually given to me when I went to meditation. So what they said about all thoughts that go through your brain, especially when you're quiet and you're like meditating and your eyes are closed. So what they said was all thoughts, no matter good or bad or whatever, whatever you're thinking of, are like clouds that are slowly going by. So each cloud is a thought, whether it's negative or positive. So what happens for me is if I have a negative thought, like I'm like, oh gosh, I don't look good today. Or, you know, like, oh, but why am I wearing that? Or whatever, whatever the negative thought is, or like, oh no, I can't, I can't do that today. I feel like for me, I look at it as a cloud and the next cloud that comes is going to be the opposite. So if the negative thought is, I can't do this today, the next cloud that's going slowly by is going to be, what are you talking about? You can do this today. Like the opposite and the positive reinforcement of whatever that negative cloud was. Does that make sense? Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I do. I don't know for other people how they, maybe they want to do Miss Amar's method and and literally yell at the <laughs> yell at the negative thought. I think that would be cool. Or if you want to maybe try doing the calmer cloud method mm-hmm. and, and just know that, Thoughts are gonna be, you know, floating by, and you're you just basically, as long as you're keeping positive with the next cloud, you'll be good. Yeah, I agree. I believe that you are what you put yourself put in your mind and mm-hmm. what you put outside. If you if you're constantly telling yourself, "I can't do this," "I can't do this," well, what's gonna happen? You're right. not gonna be able to do what you're putting your mind to do. Right. 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 So that's why I'm always like, "No, stop it." Yep. <laughs> you're, you're gonna do this. Yeah. I'm going to get this done. Yes, yes. I'm going to get that job. Yes, I'm yes. going to work on that uh, lesson and it's going to be outstanding. Or yes, my daughter's going to do well in school because I that's what I instilled in her. Mm-hmm. Hey, now, this is not even on the thing, but do you believe in like the positive energy around you? So like if you're giving yourself this positive self-talk, do you believe in that's what you're putting out? That's the energy you're putting out. Like the quantum field, you know, they get into all that 
what's your belief on that? I believe that, yeah. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> carry that yeah. with you and yeah. people take notice of it. Yeah. When you're positive, mm-hmm. people are looking at you. Yeah. They're like, oh my God, what does she have? I want that. Yeah. Because you're constantly smiling and you're yeah. happy, go lucky, and you're yep. you're ready to like, you know, take care of things. So when people see you walking in through the door. Yeah. You're, you're shining bright. Yeah. When you're positive and you have a positive outlook on life, yep. you are shining bright and people recognize it. Yeah. And they say, I want to look like her. Yep. I want to I be like her. Yeah. They want to be around you. And they want to be around you. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Okay. Third question. What role do self-care practices play in nurturing self-love? And what are some examples of some self-care activities that you do or that you can find helpful? I love music. Oh, okay. So to me, starting the day with in the car with some music or positive conversation, it's either one or two things. Either I'm on the phone on the way to work. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> talking, talking to my po- friend. Talking positively. Talking positively about, the day. about right, fun right. stuff and right. what I did over the weekend or whatever. Right. Or I'm listening to some music that's pumping me up to get to work. Got it. Music is everything, I think. Like, even listening to lyrics that make you feel happy, Mm -hmm. you know? For example, Cause I'm happy. (laughs) I can't sing for nothing. Right. But, you know, I got you. I got you. Songs like that. Yeah. Pump you up, ready to go. Mm -hmm. That's what I I love to do. That's one of the self-care practices that I use. Okay. And another example of self-care is... Hitting the gym. Yeah. Doing my Zumba. Yep, yep. And again, that's where music plays a mm-hmm. huge role mm-hmm. in self-care. Mm-hmm. Because I'm shaking it, I'm moving, I'm feeling <laughs> yeah. good, I'm looking in the mirror, and yep. I'm seeing myself like, oh my God, I love how I look Yes, today. and you're having positive and self-talk, yes. right? Got because it. Because I am digging the music, and yeah. I'm pumping, yeah. and best thing about being in a Zumba class mm-hmm. is that everybody's having a great time. Yeah. Like, everybody's having fun. Everybody's dancing. Everybody's and, dancing. Everyone's yeah. smiling. Yeah. You are, like, yeah. pumped. You're, you're twerking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I don't know about the twerking. <laughs> but I'm shaking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm definitely shaking it. Yeah. And that's what I believe is yeah. part of self-care. Right. Of self-love. You have to love yourself yep. and and make your your body mm-hmm. uh, strong because if you don't have a strong body you won't have a strong mind yes i agree 100 percent. 100 anything else that you do or besides working out doing zumba i do some weights every now and then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and reading reading love it yeah that's what i do too self-development books yep just learning to do with it learning about how i can improve as a teacher as an educator mm-hmm. that's important mm-hmm. and we're actually doing that now with the cultural responsive teaching oh yeah that's a new topic now and you know we're implementing those type of oh well, i've been doing it for years yeah but now it's across the board mm. like it's starting in elementary school nice and middle school mm-hmm. and high school using restorative practices mm. to build and trust relation build relationships with mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. so and like i said having mindfulness mondays mm-hmm. implementing social emotional learning mm-hmm. So important. Yeah. And that's across the board, not yeah. only with children, mm-hmm. but with us as yes. teachers. Because how could we teach our kids? Yep. If we're all stressed out. If we're stressed. Yeah. The, it, you know, it doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yep. And they sense that. They definitely pick up on it when you're stressed. Right. About something. Oh, yeah. Well, just like we said before, positive energy, you know, radiates 
so does your stressful energy or whatever negative energy that you're feeling that's going to radiate also yeah i agree i do all that too definitely joining orange theory that was probably one of the best things that i've done so right. far love oh, it well, are we giving them a shout out like your next sponsor yeah i mean i mean listen i you know come my way here but yeah orange theory is one of the the best workout places so far that i've i'm not i'm not a, an affiliate yet but yet Besides working out, you know, I like to take a nice hot bath. For me, I feel like at the end of the day, I am exhausted and I kind of have like my whole like bed routine, I guess you could say, but taking a nice hot bath, doing some self-care with my face and, you know, getting all my moisturizers in and just taking care of my skin makes me feel radiant, you know, makes me feel good. And then either at night or in the morning, and, and I've been actually doing it weekly, is meditating. So practicing meditation is just incredible. Like, I've never done it, really. Like, I've always, everybody's like, oh, you should do meditation. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. I can't be quiet for, like, more than 30 <laughs> seconds, you know, right? But I've been going to this meditation class every week, and it's been, like, a month and a half now so far. Unbelievable. I'm up to, like, 20 minutes of literally meditating, you when you are done, you just feel so clear. It's literally like working out your brain muscle, you know? So it's, and again, it's like muscle memory. You go to the gym, you work out your arms, your arms get bigger. So it's the same thing. Like when you're meditating and you practice it and you do it every day or, or you know, once a week, you're going to get better at it. You're going to do it longer. It's going to feel better. And it just clears your mind. I feel so good after. I mean, almost to the point where I sometimes have to fall asleep because I'm so calm. I'm so tired. But I, it just gives me such a sense of peace that I feel after. I'm like, wow, I just did something really, really good for me. Right. For my mind, for my body, everything. It's transformational. It I is. Believe. That's how I feel about my naps. Like, I have to take a nap. I'm sorry. I do. And yeah. that's meditation is almost yeah. like napping. Yeah. Right? I mean, um, I, I, I a little say. different, but yeah, I get it. I get it. Dude. You're still, yeah, you you're know, closing your eyes. Yeah. You're just dozing off. You're like, yeah. for 25, 30 right. minutes or whatever it is. I do 30 minutes to 45 minutes. But, <laughs> yes. I mean, it feels great. Yeah. When I wake up from that nap, yes. that power nap, I'm good. like ready to go. I'm ready yeah. to second, start my second job. Yes, you know? I get it. I get it. I mean, that is a self-care routine mm -hmm. that you love to do. I mean, listen, if you're tired, you're listening to your body and you're being uh, a best friend to your body. It's like some if you're if you're tired, you're saying to yourself, listen, you got to take a nap. You got you got to give yourself what it needs. And I, I agree. I think it's. I, yeah. I have to. Yeah. If I don't nap, I feel Drained. Drained. Yeah. Completely drained. I mean, I and like don't forget, we're, we're educators. Mm -hmm. Our brains are working nonstop from 7 o'clock when we get there till 3 o'clock when we're right. done. Between, I mean, I think it was a study that they did about teachers that they get questions, a thousand questions a day, literally from kids, from, from parents, from administration, from other teachers. So you're talking 1,000 questions that we are answering a day besides telling 
you know, so-and-so to sit down, so-and-so to get to work, you know, and trying to keep these kids on task. And you're like, I'm a problem solver. Yeah. That's what I'm doing practically all yep. day. Reacting to problems and coming up with a solution and so on and being proactive. Yes. And while being cool, calm, and collective. Yes, yes, right. <laughs> Throughout right. the day. Right. So it, it does take a, a toll on you. And sometimes it's, I believe it's emotional. It's yeah, it's emotionally, emotionally and mentally draining. Yes. Right. So when you get home, you have to decompress. And yep. great ways to decompress would be either to take a nap mm-hmm. or to meditate. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Okay. Next question. Um, and I think we kind of went into this question a little bit. Can you share a personal experience, which we did talk about practicing self-love? And we kind of went into that one. So let's go to the next one. How can someone who is in a relationship or has children balance the importance of self-love with the needs and demands of others in their life. This is great. I mean, we both are single moms. We've gone through some very challenging times, both of us. Yes. How would someone, what kind of advice can we give to someone who's maybe in the same place or maybe they have demands that they have to, you know, from others? What are you thinking? Well, let's start with it takes a village. It does. It takes a village. It does. I, if it wasn't for my mother, you know, my dad, may you rest in peace. If it wasn't for them, I don't know where I would be. Because from day one, I since I had my daughter, she was, you know, constantly, you know, taken care of, nurtured by my parents mm-hmm. and her father. Her father's mm-hmm. in the picture. But it was difficult. Mm-hmm. It was definitely difficult being a working mother mm-hmm. and yep. a provider. Yes. And on top of that, you know, um, balancing life in general. So... It does take a village and don't hesitate to look for, for help. Yes. And that's what happens with a lot of, of women in yeah. general. We yeah. forget that we have our best friend or, yes. you know, a cousin yeah. that can also Yeah. Sometimes come to the it's hard. Home. It's hard because you're so used to doing everything yourself. Mm-hmm. It's hard to ask for help. Yes. Because then you feel like, oh, you know. I don't want to bother you. I don't, yeah. You, you, well, you don't want to feel like a burden. You know, you almost have to, you feel like you have to take on everything, mm-hmm. but you really don't. You no. don't. Oh. I mean, there's plenty of people in your life that if you actually ask them to help, they would in a heartbeat. Right. Right. I mean, that's, that's what I think. I mean, that's what's happened throughout all these years. I've, I've, I believe if I didn't have a support system in place, yeah. and I'm talking about not only my parents, but best, my besties, my best friends, my women support system that I had, we all look out for each other. Mm-hmm. You know, if there was a day that I wasn't able to pick up my daughter from school, I knew that I had someone that can do it. It's local, you know, one of my good friends or a mm-hmm. neighbor that could take care of her. And also just... Sometimes you need to prioritize yourself. Yeah, so that's that's what I was going to say. This is the, the question is like, how, how do we balance that, right? So like you said, you just have to prioritize you mm-hmm. no matter what. And this is like the hardest part, I think, for a lot of people. I mean, me as well. You always put other people first, right? We always put the kids first. We always put, which we should, you know, at mm-hmm. times, of course. Yeah. We, we put our spouse first. We put our partners, partners girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, we put our family first. But you know what? At the end of the day, every single day, whether it's in the morning, whether it's not, whenever, or you're taking a nap, you have to prioritize you first. 
So otherwise, you know, they say that's like when you're in an airplane and you always and you get the oxygen yes. and you're with your kids, you always have to put the oxygen on you first before so that you could help your child or whoever you're with. Exactly. So that's the same concept. You have to, whether it's 10 minutes a day and then every day it gets longer and longer, you just have to be able to prioritize your needs first. And that, and that is whether you have to work out. Or whether you have to, you know, I've seen so many moms online and stuff where they have their children playing next to them while they are doing yoga. You know, like you have to try to figure it out. You know, you have to figure out the timing. You have to, whatever it is you want to do to have that, those self-love practices, Mm -hmm. you have to make time for it. And you can't make any excuses. Yeah. Well, as a mother, what I would do is I would have my, my daughter stay after school. Like, mm-hmm. oh, no, you were staying after school. You were joining a club, right. <laughs> you know, twice a week. Right. And during that time, that's, that's the time that me I would, time. That was me time. Right. I would make sure that I would go home, whether it was to take my nap. <laughs> yes, right. Or to take care of something that I needed to take care of. Right. Going to the gym or doing something quickly, like walking the dog. Mm-hmm. You know, that's exercise. Yes, getting out there, walking. Yes. Yeah. And if it and if it, it it was only for a half hour or forty five minutes, make sure that's it. That yep. you allocate that time and find something to do with your children. Because yep. they don't need to be stuck you know, they don't yeah. need to be attached to your hip every yes. middle of the day. Yeah. They I need agree. to be with other children right. themselves. They need to be socializing. Yeah. And it's hard for, for children to socialize throughout the day because they're learning. Yep. Although they are socializing yep. to a certain extent, they also need their time right. to be with their friends. Yep. I agree. And I, I just thought of this as you were saying that, you know, for kids, obviously, you know, when they're little, it's it's harder. But as they get older, I mean, you need to set boundaries for yourself, whether it's with your parents or whether with your spouse. You know, sometimes you have to say no. Yes. So if, you know, I, I know we just said you have to ask for help, mm-hmm. but if you have somebody that's always asking or, hey, can you watch your, your kids or can I, can I do this? Can I do this? Sometimes if you don't prioritize yourself, then you have to say no to that person so that you can. Right. So I, I am a big believer of setting those boundaries and then actually sticking to it. Like, don't just say no and then, you know, say, all right, you know, I, uh, you and know. given, given, you yeah, push over. given, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, we can't do that. We can't do that when we're, when we are loving ourselves, right? We can't put ourselves second and, and give in. We have to put ourselves first. Right. That's it. I agree. Okay. All right. How does self-love relate to overall mental health and well-being? And what are some warning signs that someone may not be prioritizing self-love in their life? So I'm thinking overall mental health and well-being. I mean, I'm thinking if you're not taking care of yourself, it's going to show. You're going to be stressed. You might even be depressed. You're going to have anxiety. You're going to be, I I would say you're going to be burnt out. I, I would think that would be the biggest thing. I see so many teachers that are burnt out. You know, they're walking yes. around like zombies because they're not miserable. Pro- they're miserable, right? Because yeah. they're not taking care of themselves, yeah. and it's radiating to the kids. Right. You know, I'm not saying, and I'm not mentioning names, or no. you know, we work with hundreds of teachers yes. and administration too. Just mm-hmm. adults in general. When you're in your job, there are so many adults that are just so burnt out. So I definitely think that is going going to change your mental health. It's going to change your well-being in a negative way 
if you're not loving yourself and practicing self-love. Yeah, and I believe that employers need to take out the time to help their employees to self-care. Yes. You know, to take out the time to, you know, 15 minutes. Everyone's entitled to a 15-minute break. Mm -hmm. Take those 15 minutes to relax. Mm -hmm. And, you know, back in the day, I remember doing that with a cigarette. <laughs> oh, jeez. Because people used to go in and have smoke breaks. Yes. I mean, but that's not very healthy. I mean, healthy. that was self-care. Yeah. That's <laughs> but when you think about it, yeah. it was a break. Yeah. So the same thing that we right. could be doing, you know, replacing that with maybe, you know, breathing techniques yeah. or, you know, stopping for 15 minutes walk away from the computer right and do some breathing techniques or do some meditation for 15 minutes mm -hmm. or just sit at your desk and relax close your eyes mm. and just relax mm -hmm. and i think nowadays more people um need to start doing that yes and employers need to give their employees that time i think employers are stressed out as well mm -hmm. so they're not even thinking about their employees you know what I mean? But yeah, that's great advice. And what are some warning signs that someone may, may not be prioritizing? That they're depressed. Yeah. That they're miserable. Yeah. That they're not, you know, taking their overweight. Mm, well. That's, sometimes that's a, that's a warning sign. Yeah. Because they're not taking care of themselves. Right. You know, they're not taking the vitamins. So many adults are suffering from high blood pressure. Mm. Right? Yep. Why? Because they're not taking care of themselves. Mm -hmm. Those are signs. Yeah, because if you think about it, regardless of your weight, just the fact that you are not loving yourself by working out, by eating healthy, right. what you put into your body, the information you're putting into your mind, the nutrition is all going to help with your mental health and your well-being. Right. So, yeah, I agree. Those are some of the, the bad things that could happen, you know, the negative outputs of what happens when you don't take care of yourself. Yes. Okay, so how can someone overcome feelings of guilt or shame when prioritizing their own needs and well-being? This is a good one, and I think this has to go with, with what I was saying before with boundaries. Mm -hmm. So if you really, really, truly love yourself, and put yourself first, you won't have guilt or shame because you'll realize that this is just the way it is. If you have guilt or shame, it's because you're still thinking of other people. You're still thinking that that other person need that validation from that other person instead of yourself. You know, there's a lot of people that like when you have your boundaries and you say no, those people will understand because they know you're taking care of yourself. I mean, that's... that's well, sometimes... Sometimes they're like, oh, they, oh, she doesn't want to do this. Yeah. Why? Yeah. You know, like she's not doing anything else. Yeah. You know, but they then start making assumptions about your time. And right. Your... But if you really love yourself, then who cares? Right. Who cares? Those people yeah. should not be in your life anyway. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case and they're not going to support your needs, then don't worry about it, you know? So, but as far as the guilt and the shame, I think, you know, to be honest, I think a lot of when you, when a person has guilt and a person has shame, I feel like they're not healed. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if a person is feeling guilty about putting themselves first, it's probably because they have been injured or they have had some kind of trauma about maybe someone else doing something to them or them having to people please, trying to you know trying to make sure that other person is good right like I, I just I feel like well we're nurturers as women yeah like that's what we, we tend to do we nurture right. yeah so 
you know, the minute that we're putting ourselves first, we're like, well, wait a minute, what about my baby? Right, right, like, right. Like, my baby's first. Yep. You know, like, I have to take care of my baby, or I have to take care of my daughter, I have to drop her off to dance, right. I gotta pick her up. Right. What, when am I gonna do that? I, right. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to take advantage of... Take it advantage, yep. ...of anybody else, or... I don't want to take advantage of the time. Right. Because it's already been allocated for my daughter. Yeah. Or my son. Or right. et cetera. So. Right. Um, so that's what I'm saying. I'm saying there's some kind of experience that you've had in the past where it was like somebody didn't put you first or somebody did, you know, something like that so that you haven't healed from that, whether it's from your family, whether it's, you know, your childhood, whether it's from a relationship. So you haven't healed. So you feel guilty for taking care of your own needs. That's what I, I'm just saying. That's what I, I feel. Because I know for me, like when I was in my last relationship, not that we're going into that, but I feel like I was more codependent in that relationship. I had tendencies of where I was always thinking of that person when I was making decisions. Right. And really, I should have just stuck to my decisions and that person would have been fine with it right I mean that's but I've learned and I healed from that and in my next relationship I will not be doing that because the person I'm with will know that I'm coming from a more healthy space in that I will be loving myself first and then putting them well how can you love anybody else if you don't love yourself right exactly right boom right there that's the takeaway yeah yeah and when it comes to feeling guilty or sh- or shame, I use my words. Stop yes. it! <laughs> yes. Stop it already! Yes. You know, like no, this yes. is this yes. is your time. You yell this at is it. Me time. Yep. I'm going away for the weekend. Yes. This is me time. I don't feel guilty about anything. Right. I don't feel guilty that I'm leaving the dog with you know right. with someone else, or I don't feel guilty that I'm doing it by myself. That I'm not going with my significant other, or with my daughter, or with my you know my mom. It's me time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you. So you have an aggressive voice towards your negative and anything that does anything that gets in your way. You're like, that's it. I'm that's getting it. aggressive. Yep. Done Stop it. it. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Okay. That makes sense. All right. So this is the last question that we got. What advice do you have for someone who wants to start prioritizing self-love in their life, but just doesn't know where to begin? Make a list. Make a list. I like it. Make a list. Yeah. You know, start with a to-do list. We have honey to-do lists mm. all the time mm-hmm. for, you know, our hubbies, mm-hmm. right? For our husbands or significant others mm-hmm. or spouses, partners, whatever. Mm-hmm. Why can't you do one for yourself? Yeah, I like it. Create so start write, writing down what some of the things that you want to do? Yes. Or, okay. Like, how am I going to self-love today? Mm, that would you be know? a good journal question, right? Yeah. Start with that. Love like it. how am I going to do that? I'm gonna start with number one. I'm gonna meditate. Number two, I'm gonna take my dog for a walk. Mm-hmm. Number three, I'm gonna contact that good-looking guy. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, baby. <laughs> something sweet. Something. You or know, if you're positive. a guy or woman, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 Why not? Yeah. Like make that your part of your to-do yes. list. Because I like it. Not yeah. only are you giving self-love, but you you know you're also showing somebody else that you love them too yeah right yep so why not yeah no i love it that's why they call me mr mar, <laughs> mr. mar. <laughs> okay this too love <laughs> okay i definitely agree writing a list and then checking it off so yes. yeah because that's you know some people be like yeah i'll write it down but then they never do it you know it's like oh yeah i'm gonna go to the gym today 
but they never do it. Right. So making sure that you're actually checking it off, right. checking it off. And also I would say celebrating, mm -hmm. celebrating when you actually did what you were supposed to do. Right. A lot of people don't do that, you know, mm -hmm. especially when I know when people are on like weight loss journeys and things like that, you know, they get to the scale and they're like, oh man, I only lost a pound or, or they're like, oh, I didn't lose anything. But you didn't celebrate all the pounds and things that you've done already. Or how about just having more nutrition? Or how about maybe you lost inches? I mean, there's there's so how about just doing it? Like once you start celebrating the actual actions that you're doing, you're going to want to do them more. Right. So that's what I think. So I think that's what I would start with is making that list mm -hmm. and then checking, checking things off. off. Yep. As you go and then celebrating as you do it. I mean, you could, you could literally celebrate by actually in the mirror, celebrating yourself mm -hmm. and, and looking at the mirror and going, I went to the gym today. Right. This is amazing. You go Praising. girl. Yes. Praising yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, that could be part of it too. Yep. And you know, another thing that works for me, I'm, I'm a phone person. Yes. I always have my cell phone with me. Yes. I'm um, sure. It's usually dead by the way, just to let you know. <laughs> well, I got a new phone now. Yeah. So the battery is pretty good. Yeah. The, the retention on this on this okay, phone. Okay, so that means you just don't look at so it good. as much when I text. But okay, go ahead. <laughs> but one thing that I do is I make sure that I use my calendar mm. and my alarms. Okay. I set an alarm for when I have to go to the gym. Okay. And if I'm in the middle of the meeting of a meeting or, or something with work, mm -hmm. like, oh, got to go. I have 10 minutes to get to yes. you know, my next appointment. Okay. So make sure that you ink it in. Yeah. You know, put it in ink your calendar. It in. I like it. Ink it in. Ink it in. Text it in. Text it in. Note yeah. it in. <laughs> I love it. All right. We also talked, besides self-love, we're going to talk today about self-awareness, which is kind of two different things. I personally don't think that you can truly love yourself without being self-aware. Self-awareness is the ability to recognize and understand your thoughts, emotions, and behaviors. It involves being honest with yourself about your strengths and weaknesses, as well as your values and beliefs. Self-awareness can help you make better decisions, communicate more effectively, and cultivate more meaningful relationships. There are many ways to practice self-love and self-awareness, including mindfulness, as we mentioned, journaling, and seeking support from others. It's really important to prioritize self-care activities that feel authentic and fulfilling to you. So remember that self-love and self-awareness are ongoing practices. And it's okay to make mistakes or have setbacks along the way. Do you have an experience or a story in mind that involves you being self-aware, Ms. Moore? Oh, I have so many. Where <laughs> do I start? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, one that's been working pretty good at work. We've had the school psychologists and social workers put together a, a program for our teachers. And it all started back in during COVID. Mm. You know, many of the teachers were stressed out. They had to deal with technology issues and learning how to how to use technology in the classroom. Mm. I mean, it was a very stressful time for many of us. Mm -hmm. And so they put together a Zen Den. A Zen Den. Yes. Love it. And administration, they were fantastic. They mm -hmm. actually allocated some time, like a couple of periods throughout the day. They got us coverage to cover our classes. And we went down to the Zen Den. And the Zen Den was completely prepared with lavender diffusers. Wow. Yes. And nice, like, lighting, like, dim lights. Uh-huh. 
And the school psychologist brought the best in all of us. She just asked the right questions. She used breathing techniques to help us navigate uh, the situations that we were having. Because many of us were having not only situations at work, but also at home. Mm -hmm. So she pretty much like gave us so many great techniques. And I'm so thankful for that. Mm. And I think that was like one of the best experiences of self-care. Mm-hmm. And, and using self-awareness because she would prompt these questions mm. and then be like, oh my God, I didn't realize yes. that this is the reason why I'm stressing or I'm having right. anxiety. And then I wasn't the only one. Everyone else in the room were actually experiencing the same thing. So yeah. it felt like a, a sense of community Yeah, that we were all feeling the same way. Wow. And that we weren't alone. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things that I, I truly believe that needs to be needs to be part of our employment, you know, yeah. uh, envi- our work how, environment. Like how to be more aware. Yes. Yeah. To bring more yeah. self-awareness. And obviously, how do we deal with those things? Right. And how do we navigate through these yeah. difficult times? Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, I I feel like to be self-aware, you really have to know how you're feeling, Mm -hmm. right? And I know for me, that is so hard. Mm -hmm. I am a person that it takes, because of all the things that I've been through, I feel like it took a lot of practice to actually sit there and go, hmm, how am I feeling right now? Why am I feeling like this? What can I do to change that feeling? Or what can I do action wise as far as, you know, what should I be doing? Or why did I do that? You know, so just asking yourself questions will make you more aware of what's going on. And then once you are aware, you're like, oh man, I am feeling angry right? Mm-hmm. You know, and there's, there's millions of feeling words I learned from my therapist. So. <laughs> I mean, I was bad. I was like, I knew sad, mad, and happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, there's like millions. And, um, you know, once you, once you understand how you're feeling and understand like, ooh, I did that because of that, then you can change your behavior, right? right? But if you're not aware of what's going on and you're not aware of how you're feeling, you really can't do much as far as even trying to be authentic in in your actions. Right. Right? Right. And it starts with us. Like we need to cultivate that not only in in our regimen Mm -hmm. and what we're doing, but also help others. Yes. You know, if you know that this works for you, then why wouldn't you tell your girlfriend about it? Right, right. So it can help Or your kids. Or your kids. That was like a big thing with me was because I wasn't aware of how I was feeling, there was no way I was aware of how they were feeling. And for a lot of years, I feel like, you know, looking back, obviously, I'm okay with it now and I've forgiven myself, but I feel like I should have asked them, hey, how are you feeling? And like validating their feelings so that when they're growing up, they know, oh, you know what? I'm feeling disappointed right now. And you know what? It's okay. I'm allowed to have my feelings. And I think if you do that with your kids or you do that with your spouse or your family, the more you ask questions like, how are you feeling? You know, why did you do that? You know, get them thinking about themselves and how they reacted and how they're feeling. The whole action is going to be a lot easier. It's practice. Right. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so we're going to wrap this up by giving everyone some key takeaways from this topic. Number one, when you have self-doubt or having negative self-talk, which sabotages your own self-love, yell at yourself to turn it around. Use that assertive voice to say, Stop it! (laughs) it. 
Number two, balancing life to make time for yourself is a must. Start with a to-do list and check it off as you accomplish those tasks. And don't forget to celebrate those triumphs. Number three, ask yourself questions like, what am I feeling? Why did I do that? To become more self-aware and practice those techniques, not only with yourself, but with others. So, Ms. Amara, would you like to say anything or you're good? No, you know, keep telling yourself that you love yourself. Keep up with those affirmations. I love myself. I love my job. I love my kids. I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to love make it. a difference. Those type of affirmations will make you mm-hmm. want to So self-love. my affirmations, I like to say, is mm-hmm. I am love. Mm-hmm. I am safe. I am guided. Those are my three that I say usually every day. So, all right. This was an awesome topic. Thank you for joining us today on our discussion on self-love and self-awareness. We hope that you've gained some insights and inspiration for embracing yourself and leading a more fulfilling, peaceful life. Remember to be kind and compassionate to yourself and to prioritize your own well-being as you navigate life's challenges and joys. We'll see you next time. And don't forget, we are here to help you find your true self.